Part 1, The Beginning of the End. Prologue. Brilliantly colored stars shone down as the entire population of the land of Lorak gathered for the reading of the book. All regions were represented and seemed eager and excited for the annual celebration. The smell of rich foods and tantalizing sweets wafted through the crisp, clean air, luring rumbling stomachs to empty their pockets of many hard-earned coins. Laughter and the sound of peddlers, vendors, and general fun-seekers could be heard well before one could actually see the gathering place. An undercurrent of apprehension could be felt, however, sneaking its way into the otherwise pleasant group. A tight smile here, a narrowed eye there. Haughty whispers pass between tightly formed cliques of friends and family members. A light green-haired and withered goblin approached the stand carefully, placed in the center of the gathering place. His face was unreadable, a mask of composure hiding the reluctance to begin this portion of the long-held tradition. The Council of the Land of Lorik had been enthralled in a bitter struggle concerning the reading of the book. He could only hope the discussions would continue privately between the members after the celebration. A barely perceptible sigh escaped from his lips of his forced smile. He carried the iridescent book reverently in both of his gnarled hands. His bare, green, pointy-toed feet scarcely made a sound as he climbed the steps leading up to the raised podium on the stand. A wide smile of pride spread across his face as he remembered that the wood for the stand had come from the forest in which his village nestled. Torchlight caught and accentuated the dazzling white of the single tooth in his broad grin. Having only one tooth was a well-known physical characteristic of the entire goblin race. A restless hush fell as the goblin began to speak in his dry, croaky voice. Welcome, one and all, to the reading of the book. If you could please be seated, we can... He was interrupted before he could finish by the booming voice of a mighty violet dragon from the north. What gives you the right to read from the book? The descendants of the goblin Elagox were the only ones permitted that high honor. You are just an ordinary regional leader, patriarch of the goblins. Just like the rest of the Council of Lorik. The title bestowed on Ragnall was drawn out snidely by the disgruntled dragon. Yes, Quindon, leader of the dragons. I am only Ragnall, patriarch of the goblins. But as you and the council are already aware, Elagox's last descendant, Hercon, entered her place of peace during the last snowfall. Before her death, she had entrusted this duty to me. Again, Ragnall was interrupted by yet another council member. It is only right that the most ancient of Lorak races should read from the book now. As the delicate voice of the daffodil-hued fairy queen, Francis, was magically raised above the noise of the restless crowd, 
Ragnell attempted to respond to this comment when all semblance of order and harmony collapsed into shouts filled with reasons and claims of greatness from each region as to who should be the keeper of the book. We are the mightiest. We are the cleverest. We possess the most magic. Along with all other manner of proudful boasts that came pouring forth from the dissatisfied crowd. All the council members then strode purposefully to the stand. The fairy queen and the dragon leader were followed by a brachiosaurus, Guth, who led the reptile giants, the griffin, Captain Flexion, and a tiny but highly spirited gnome chief named Faith. The loud commotion turned into more of a low rumble as the audience tried to hear the debate taking place on the stand. Harsh words were strewn about and tempers flared each talking over the other, each leader trying to impress upon the others why their opinion mattered the most, everyone trying to be heard, but only one truly trying to listen. In the end, the sound of the book being ripped into six equal sections brought an eerily silent conclusion to the meeting. Immediately afterwards, the council members solemnly left with the populations of their regions. A few tears were shed as friends departed, not knowing if there would ever be another reading at the gathering place. But sadly, Ragnell noticed that the sorrowful expressions were much too few and far between. So many others bore countenances of self-satisfaction, pompous pride, and patronizing gloating. His tooth throbbed with a slowly building pain that he knew would only grow worse. Before the midnight moon had risen, it was all over, and Ragnall slowly recalled all that had been decided as he dragged his heavy heart and feet home. He dreaded facing the worried eyes of his wife and helpmeet Jifwak, for no matter how much he had pled, bargained, or warned, it was decided that each of the six regions in the land of Lorak would choose its own keeper and read from its own portion of the now-divided book. Ragnell wiped the solitary tear from his wrinkled cheek and spoke to his dearly departed friend, Hergon. I'm afraid your fears were correct, my clever girl. They have all forgotten or have purposely chosen to overlook the warnings in the book. You were right to be fearful. The signs had already begun, just as you suspected, and they increase every day. There are a few others who have noticed and reported to me that they too worry for the future of Lorak. At least, I received the goblin portion of the book. That is all that counts now. I am profoundly grateful that you entrusted me with the knowledge hidden between its pages. I pray that someday we may find the courage to start the quest to make things right. I can only hope that fortune will smile on the goblins once more, for I fear we may all be doomed. <laughs>